1: Welcome here to Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora on WakeUpCallDT.com, your one-stop sports shop, and on MixLR.com backslash WakeUpCallDT here with you this morning and every Monday through Friday from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time. Hope you're all doing well and enjoying your day this morning on Wednesday, April 25th. Hard to believe that we are in toward the end of April. This is the last full week of April, and then we'll be floating into May, and the crazy thing about it is we just started getting some nice weather in upstate New York. So hopefully it'll stay that way and people can actually enjoy the weather outside before we get into summer. Because summer is not far away at this point. So it took a long time for winter to say goodbye. And it's always hard for winter to say goodbye to Syracuse, it feels like. There's that bond and that connection. But they, you know, winter is finally saying goodbye, which means that we're in a place right now where we could say hello to summer coming up, but not before the spring and before we see some flowers bloom, hopefully. So I hope that you've been enjoying the better weather. I know we had three straight days of blue skies, and there's nothing better than that. So I hope that you've been enjoying life and having a good time, and and I hope you've been taking care of yourself. So if you haven't, here's your wake-up call. Do it, because you have to. Don't take care of yourself. Nobody else is going to take care of you. Got to remember that. So be good to you and take care of you. With that being said, I'm very excited to be here this morning. We have a phenomenal show coming up today, and let's get started in the morning menu so that I can let you know exactly what's happening.
2: Here on Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora, Monday through Friday from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time, we like to start off the show by giving you our menu of topics. The morning menu, that is, live now with the morning menu is Dan Tortora.
1: Right here on Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora on Wake Up Call DT.com, your one stop sports shop, and on MixLR.com backslash Wake Up Call DT. Proud to be with you this morning, April 25th of 2018. We will, this crazy thing about it, there's 30 days in September, April, June, and November. That's how you remember. All the rest have 31, and February has 28. So, with that being said, the final day of April, here's something cool for Wake Up Call. Very excited about it. Nice, nice way to end out the month of April in 2018. On April 30th, which is this Monday, which is the final day of the month, we will hit our 80th show of 2018. 80th show. 80th live broadcast. This does not include when we go live on site on location somewhere in Central and Upstate New York. This is the 80th show of... On mixlr.com backslash wake up call DT of just this year. Of just this year. Number 80. Very, very, very excited. So we will hit our 80th show on the final day of the month. We look forward to you listening all the way up to and including that day and obviously beyond. And we appreciate your listenership as always. So on today's broadcast, excited that we're going to have the ACC coaches on. Earlier on in the week, we had the American Athletic Conference coaches, and now after spring football heading into the summer, the ACC coaches will be joining the broadcast today. I had the opportunity to speak with them on the ACC teleconference. I want to thank everybody over at the teleconference uh, Kevin Best and Company. I want to thank you, Amy Acola, of course, Commissioner John Swafford, and every single one of the institutions. So, you know, you do your best to ask them all questions, but it's a timing thing. And so we were able to get to 11 of the ACC coaches as well as Brian Kelly of Notre Dame who is nice enough to go on the call even though he's not technically an ACC coach because Notre Dame is still independent in football. He comes on the call because the the teams that he plays the most and the heftiest part, I mean the 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 taking up the most of his schedule year to year, is the ACC. So even though he's not a part of it, Notre Dame is a part of the ACC in every other sport. And Notre Dame football is like, they're doing that little bit to be independent, but playing teams four, five, six times a year inside the ACC, you're almost playing a regular schedule that you would play if you were a conference team. So Brian Kelly, nice enough to come on to the teleconference, and and I'm very excited that I'll be able to play those for you today and what he had to say in responses to me. So that's coming up here on today's broadcast. We're going to start off today's show with the Coastal Division of the ACC. You will hear from Mark Richt of Miami as well as Paul Johnson of Georgia Tech, David Cutcliffe of Duke, Larry Fedora of North Carolina, and Pat Narduzzi of Pittsburgh each of them in their responses to my questions directly on the teleconference. So this is what they had to say to me. I always love the opportunity of speaking with the coaches, and because you can't be everywhere in the country at once, being on a teleconference pretty much allows that to happen. So the teleconference is my DeLorean, if you will, and it gives me the opportunity to get in touch with coaches all across the nation. And so you will hear first today from Mark Richt of Miami, followed by Paul Johnson of Georgia Tech, David Cutcliffe of Duke, Larry Fedora of North Carolina, and Pat Narduzzi of Pitt, once again, of the Coastal Division. Then we'll head over to the Atlantic Division of the ACC, and you will hear Dave Clawson of Wake Forest responses to my questions, followed by Bobby Petrino of Louisville, Dave Doran of NC State, Debo Sweeney of Clemson, Willie Taggart of Florida State, who I used to interview weekly when he was a part of South Florida, and, of course, Dino Babers of Syracuse. And then after that, you will hear from Brian Kelly, Of Notre Dame and his responses to my questions. And then in the second hour of the show, we will air our special live engagement show that we did at Chick fil A. We will be airing that this morning. So I want to thank everybody that came out to Chick fil A. I want to thank everybody that had fun with us. I want to thank the team for being awesome this morning. The CNS Athletics Boys Lacrosse Special will air with Nate Scarlatta, Brody Guido, Austin Vandy Walker, and Brian Jobin, as well as head coach Bill Aldrich. They like to go by Nate, goes by his first name. So Nate Scarlatta is Nate that you'll hear in the show. Brody Guido is Brody. Austin Vandy Walker is Vandy. And Brian Jobin is just Jobin. And then head coach Bill Aldrich. From Chick-fil-A Cicero... You will hear that beginning at 10 a.m. Eastern time today on mixlr.com/backslash/wakeupcalldt. So thank you so much for that. I also want to let everybody know really quick here that I promised you that a dozen new episodes would be added to every archive of Wake Up Call. Now we are archived on wakeupcalldt.podbean.com. We are archived on the show archive page of wakeupcalldt.com. We are on TuneIn Radio. We're on iTunes. We're on the Podbean app as well. If you search Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora, TuneIn, search Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora. Player FM, search Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora. We're all over the place. So these shows all got added. We now have 966 shows that you can listen to, shows and interviews, that are up on all of these archives. And these shows start at episode 65 of 2018. And just to let you know what, what just got uploaded, my discussion with O'Shea Brissett and on his decision to stay with Syracuse is now up there, as well as having alumni of Syracuse that are now heading out to the NFL, wide receiver Irv Phillips and linebacker Zaire Franklin. That's episode 65 of this year. Episode 66 is where I ushered in Marywood Rugby with John Golden, the head coach of the women's and men's Marywood rugby teams that are starting off their first season of competition this season with John Golden as their head coach, and then also interviews from Cuse Football Camp and Syracuse alum linebacker Jonathan Thomas, who's trying for the NFL as well. Episode 67 had my conversation with basketball analyst and coach Dave Paziak on the NCAA-NBA conundrum The ACC announced their schedule, so I went over the schedule, and then NFL Draft Talk is also on there. Episode 68 that's now in the archive on wakeupcalldt.podbean.com, as well as so many other places. You'll hear from NFL linebacker Cameron Lynch, who's a Syracuse alum, as well as softball coach and analyst Lee Ross in a big-time discussion show. You definitely don't want to miss that. Episode 69, The Annoying Moment of the Week, Cuse Basketball Talk with Howard Trish, Syracuse alum, and then going heavy into the NFL with Mike Sofka of Hall of Fame HallofFameFantasyFootball.com. Episode 70, diving into the Des Bryant saga, along with spending time with Marywood Basketball Head Coach Enrico Mastriani of my album mater speaking on Marywood Giving Day and giving back to the university that I love so much, And CNY leader, Lawrence Papaleo, who is also a licensed real estate salesperson here in Central and upstate New York that you need to call. 315, make sure that you you give him a call because he definitely, if you're looking to sell a house, buy a house, buy commercial property, sell commercial property, buy land, sell land, whatever it may be, LJ is the person to get in touch with. He was phenomenal in getting our house for us. 315-748-2524. That's 315-748-2524 is the number to call to get in touch with Lawrence Papaleo, licensed real estate salesperson, so make sure you do that. Episode 71, I did a special broadcast from the Wildcat Sports Pub with NFL prospects Zaire Franklin and Jonathan Thomas of Syracuse, spoke on Penn State and Pa, as well as gave you some Des-tenations on where Des Bryant should go in the NFL Episode 72, Mike Sugamosto joined me for the first time ever unveiling the Syracuse Stallions pro basketball team and Eric Kroom spoke with me on the NFL draft. Episode 73 of 2018 now on the archive. I spoke with Super Bowl champion Joe Theismann, who joined the broadcast and this he's been on the show a bunch of times since 2000 and I want to say since 2012 to now, has been on the show a bunch followed by Syracuse FC's Jake Kolbrenner and Ben Raymond, who are returning for year two with Syracuse FC. Episode 74, I brought you an awesome, amazing, and fun discussion I've been wanting to do for years on the sports card world with John Newman of Newman Sports Cards, along with the annoying moment of the week. Episode 75, I had Tyus talk on Tyus Battle's decision followed by a week-by-week analysis of the NFL schedule that was released on what games you should be circling on your calendar, weeks 1 through 17. Then from there, I went team-by-team and analyzed who had a certified tough schedule or a certified light schedule. And of course, episode 76, which was aired yesterday live, is now already up on the archive where you'll hear from all of the coaches of the American Athletic Conference on the football side, including an extensive one-on-one with Willie Fritz of the Tulane Green Wave. You can get all of those shows right now on wakeupcalldt.podbean.com as well as tune in radio by searching Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora iTunes, search Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora, the Podbean app, search Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora, as well as dt.com in the show archive under April 2018. So make sure you check it all out, and thank you so much for all that you have done to connect with the show. Like I said, coming up here, we're going to have plenty of coaches of the ACC joining me. We're going to start in the Coastal Division, work our way to the Atlantic Division in Syracuse with Dino Babers, and then Notre Dame, Brian Kelly, you'll hear what he had to say to me as he heads out of the spring and into the summer for the 2018 football season, and then we'll head into our special with the CNS North Stars boys lacrosse team as they are moving forward in their season. We were at Chick-fil-A Cicero, and I can't wait to air that with you, by the way. Chick-fil-A, as always, my nuggets were awesome. So, and they had run out of Polynesian sauce, which makes me super happy. And I'm going to tell you why. (laughs) So making a negative a positive, Polynesian sauce at Chick-fil-A is by far my favorite. Okay. But they all, they like, they run out of Chick-fil-A sauce. And I always tell people Polynesian, but the majority of the conversations that I've had lately within my circles and whatnot is that I said that... You know, Polynesians, I get it, but nobody else does, right? And so I'm sitting here saying to myself, you know, is it really not a fan favorite? So my positive is always more for me anyways, okay? Hey, you don't want it. I'll take it. But this week when we were at Chick-fil-A Cicero doing our live broadcast, they ran out of Polynesian sauce. And I said to the lady, yes, (laughs) because it let me know that there were enough people in central and upstate New York that love Polynesian sauce, which totally redeemed Polynesian sauce for me because I love it and I get it wherever I go. And whether you get it or not, I'm still going to go after it because I love the Polynesian sauce. It's my favorite at Chick-fil-A, Cicero. So on 7916 Brewerton Road, make sure you go check it out. The only Chick-fil-A in central New York. So, I go out there, and they don't have it, and you think that I'd be pissed? Absolutely not. I was like, what? All these people love Chick-fil-A? Hell yes. They love that Polynesian sauce? I'm good. I'm game. Listen, you don't got to tell me anything. And, secondly, I'm also a man who prepares for the future, and I had a stack of Polynesian sauce at my house, so I just waited to eat my nuggets until I got home. So, I didn't lose. I found out that more people love Polynesian sauce than I thought they did, and... I had Polynesian sauce waiting for me in my house. So it's a win-win situation, folks. You can always turn a negative into a positive. Just trust God and trust yourself. We'll take a step aside for a fast break. When we come back, the ACC coaches will be on the broadcast.
0: This is a wake-up call fast break.
1: Welcome back here to Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora on WakeUpCallDT.com, your one-stop sports shop, and on MixLR.com backslash dt. Appreciate you being a part of the broadcast right here on Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora, and thank you so much for tuning in to the show and being here with us every Monday through Friday from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Eastern. Time here on Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora every single Monday through Friday, like I said. So, appreciate you being here on the broadcast. And coming up next, here in the show, is going to be my one on one conversations with the ACC coaches on the teleconference. What they had to say is direct responses to my questions. From the ACC Spring Wrap-Up Teleconference, I want to thank the ACC for giving us an opportunity to speak with the coaches and an opportunity for me to obviously let you know what's going on around the country. We're going to start with Mark Richt of the Miami Hurricanes, Mark Richt of Miami as he heads into this season and the 2018 campaign here to speak first and foremost on what's come from the quarterback competition through the spring. And with Malik Rogier is, is he still the guy? And this is what Mark had to say about that.
5: Malik's still ahead of everybody, and it it starts out with his knowledge of the system and his ability to get us in the right plays and the right protections and knowing who to go to with the ball versus different different coverages and things into that nature. Uh, Nikosi Perry's making a lot of strides compared to what he... New in the fall. I mean, he showed up in the summer last year and was learning and doing his best, but now he's had a whole season and, and now almost an entire spring. So he's done well. Cade Weldon was doing well before his, he had a little bit of an eye issue, uh, eye infection that he missed a couple days of practice. Uh, was actually back today. And then uh Jaron Williams, brand new kid uh out of Georgia who is a mid year enrollee, he got here in January. He he's really learning quickly and uh has got great fundamentals of throwing the football and has been very, very accurate, so been really encouraged by him.
1: And coming once again from Mark Richt of the Miami Hurricanes here on Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora as you hear from the Coastal Division coaches that I had an opportunity to speak with coming out of the spring courtesy of the ACC teleconference and up next is Paul Johnson of the Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets and of and the conversation starts between myself and Paul Johnson from the teleconference with what he had to say about bringing on new defensive coordinator Nate Woody and what he's taken away from Nate Woody through the spring so far.
6: Well, I think our kids are excited. Uh, like we said, it's a new scheme and, uh, you know, we, we didn't get a whole lot in depth this spring into the defense, uh, kept it really simple. And I think our guys played pretty fast. Uh, I think they enjoy playing in it and, uh, you know, we'll see as we move along, but uh, but I've been pleased overall
7: with, uh, with what I've seen this spring. And then as far as the receiving core, a lot of people want to talk about, obviously, what you do running the ball offensively, but the receivers blocking downfield and just what they've been able to do and how that can create opportunities for them at the next level, just what you can, you know, expand a little bit on the, the offense and the personnel that you have this year and their ability not just to catch the ball, but to create in the rushing game as well right well we've got nine starters returning on offense and
6: uh you know the we lost one receiver uh Ricky June was a big part of uh of our team a year ago Brad Stewart's uh three-year starter he'll be returning Jalen Camp has had a a really good spring practice he's a a physical guy got a lot of tools uh Steve Dolphus has had a good spring he's a bigger kid he's 6'5 uh and brings some length and size to the position and uh You know, overall, uh, we just continue to work there like we do everywhere offensively. And, uh, you know, got to be better in the throwing game. But it's a big part of what we do offensively is uh, asking those guys to do some blocking as well.
1: Paul Johnson, once again, head coach of the Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets, in our conversation that we had heading into the summer coming out of spring football, courtesy of the ACC teleconference and the opportunity. That I have to speak with these coaches, as you know I do, all throughout the season, once the season is on. And then here in the spring, when we have an opportunity to showcase the schools, when everybody's hungry for some football... I have an opportunity, obviously, to get on the line back with these coaches again and, and speak with them, and I always thank them for their time and appreciate all that, all that they bring to the broadcast and all that they have to say. Up next is David Cutcliffe of the Duke Blue Devils, and David Cutcliffe, Coach Cut, and I start off with the biggest improvements that he's seen from quarterback Daniel Jones as Daniel has grown coming into this 2018 season now
8: daniel's been healthy for one thing um you know that's huge he's really uh, m- matured and i would say he he dove into the spring i mean he's really put a lot of heart and soul into it he's had a really good spring i think i've seen almost every area of his game improve his understanding um he's just just every approach he's a very talented guy he's can run. He's got a big arm. He's got great size. Uh, I think he's he understands what what his capabilities are, and uh, I think his word has been consistency. It's what he wants to see from himself, and I think we're we're making progress in that area.
7: And as far as just what you can say, you've seen from the tight ends through the spring and establishing depth there, moving into the offensive two-bad That's probably our deepest uh, position
8: right now with two seniors and Daniel Helm and Davis Copenhaver and then – um, Noah Gray, who played a lot a year ago. Mark Birmingham is another guy that played a year ago. And then Jake Marweedy, who is a very talented uh, guy that's a freshman that redshirted. And then we had a mid-year come in, Zamari Ellis, who is a very talented young player. So it's uh, probably overall our deepest position. And the thing that I think our tight ends are going to bring to us is versatility. Uh, within personnel groupings and in what they can do, um, I, I really am excited about what what they accomplished this spring. Uh, Jeff Ferris has taken that position, and you know his experience as a receivers coach. Um, I, I, it's been a really good mix, and um, they've had a lot more catches and been 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 really beneficial for us in the area of the passing game, but. Uh, I'm going to continue to see those guys grow more and more physical. That's just the next big step for us.
1: That coming once again from David Cutcliffe of the Duke Blue Devils here on Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora, courtesy of my conversations with the coaches in the ACC Spring Teleconference as we head into the summer and eventually into, I know nobody wants to hear this in Central New York, but into the fall of 2018. Let's enjoy the summer, folks. Let's enjoy it, okay? I'm happy to be bringing you football on this morning show. I'm happy that I could give you my conversations with the coaches on the teleconference so that you could get a feel for what's going on around the league and get you excited about ACC football. But at the same time, I want us all to relax and enjoy the weather because it just got nice in Central New York and I want people to have some fun with it. Next up here, Larry Fedora of the North Carolina Tar Heels, their head coach, what he had to say when I asked him the question about the new additions to the coaching staff. Luke Pascal, a special teams and receivers coach. And then Henry Baker, cornerbacks coach. Tommy Thigpen is on as a safeties coach. And also Robert Gillespie as the running backs coach. With DeAndre Smith, who used to be at Syracuse, went on to Purdue, then to North Carolina for a season. And is now the running backs coach over in Utah. So I want to Utah State, I believe. So I want to I thank DeAndre Smith for everything that he has done and since he has moved on from North Carolina Robert Gillespie is there as well as the other coaches Baker Thigpen and Pascal that I just mentioned Larry Fedora and I discuss what he thinks about the new staff through the spring so far
9: yeah, it's been really good. The transition's been very smooth. Starting with Luke Paschal, who's taken over our, our, our special teams and wide receiver. Uh, you know, Luke was a GA for me in the past, who's uh, who uh, you know was with the receivers before, so he he knew exactly what we were doing and what we wanted to do. And he uh, he and I have very very similar philosophies on on special teams, so that was very smooth. You know, brought in uh, Tommy Figpen, a former player that's been here before as a coach. Uh, Tommy loves the place, uh, you know, has brought a, a great sense of energy along with Robert Gillespie. Uh, Robert Gillespie uh, came in from uh, Tennessee and uh, has just been a, a really bright spot for a football team coaching the running backs. And then we brought in Henry Baker uh, from Rutgers to, uh, to coach the corners, and, and he's doing a great job and bringing a lot of energy to the position. So I think uh, these guys have, have, have done a great job so far, and I'm really looking forward to working with them, you know, through the entire year.
7: And then on the defensive side, you had said the defensive tackle Aaron Crawford's success this spring has been seconded by really nobody else on the team and just how productive he's been. Just to expand a little bit on what you've seen from Crawford and why he's had such a good spring moving forward.
9: Well, one thing, he stayed healthy all spring and and, uh, his effort was just unbelievable throughout the spring for a guy that's, you know, 310 pounds and he's making plays all over the field uh, from sideline to sideline and and downfield, you know, just really proud of the the effort that he's put in and and the want to and, uh, you know, he's become a leader uh, also. I mean, when guys see somebody playing like that, that's contagious and so really excited about his uh, upcoming season.
1: That coming once again from Larry Fedora of the North Carolina Tar Heels on the coastal side of things in the coastal division for the ACC football teams. And coming up next in the final conversation I had on the coastal side of things is with Pat Narduzzi of the Pittsburgh Panthers, longtime rivals of the Syracuse Orange, forever rivals of Syracuse from season to season as Syracuse is in the Atlantic division of the ACC. They face off against NC State, Clemson, Wake Forest, Boston College, Florida State, and Louisville every single season. Then they have a rotator with the Coastal that changes every year from team to team. And then they have their permanent rival game with the Coastal Division, and that is with Pittsburgh. So every single year, Pat Narduzzi, going up against Dino Babers. As of right now, I mean, coaches change all the time, but as of right now, it's the Doozer and Dino Babers going up against one another. And Pat Narduzzi start off the conversation first and foremost on what he had to say as we're rolling in to this 2018 season on the, on the new defensive coordinator, Randy Bates, and how Randy has assimilated himself into the team. And this is what he had to say.
10: You know, Dan, you know, a great talk, and I'm I'm, I'm currently um, in meetings with our team right now. You know, spring ball ended, and, you know, I try to sit down for, you know, 30, sometimes 45 minutes with uh, each one of our players and just, you know, talking to each position, offensively, defense, you know, special teams, kickers, and all that, and Coach Bates has done an unbelievable job in the short period of time he's been here. I've known Randy for a long time, and, and the one thing that I, I keep Keep getting from our players, you know, just saying, "Hey, how?" You know, kind of my first question is, "How spring ball?" You know, how's your you know relationship with your position coach? You know, and how's your relationship with the coordinator? you know, offensively or defense versus special teams. And, and the thing I keep, continue to get back is, you know, our players love his attitude, love his his energy, and, and loves their, their uh, I guess, their relationship with uh, Coach Bates at this point. So I think things are going, you know, really, really good. Um, I see a different defense this spring. I see guys playing with a little bit more edge. In um, attitude, and uh, again, he's brought some great things to our program. You know, I think defensively, they're you know probably about seventy percent similar to what we are, and then there's that thirty percent new little things that I think can uh, add into our defense that can make us
7: an elite defense. And then, as far as quarterback Kenny Pickett, just what you can say about his evolution, his growth, and building off of some of the positives from last year.
10: You know, Kenny. Kenny had a really good spring. Uh, Sean Watson, our quarterback coach, offensive coordinator, has done a you know tremendous job of coaching and developing him. He had a uh, you know I think a really good spring. Um, his offense in the spring game with limited talent around him because of splitting up the draft with uh, with you know having a draft. I guess you know just having you know a backup offensive center snapping to him. Um, you know. Uh, maybe half of the receiving core and half of the running back core and just not having a full complement of of, of his normal players that he had for 14 days of spring ball around him. Uh, I think he did a tremendous job. He moved the ball. He um, had one errant throw, but really the errant throw was probably more on the receiver because he never came back to the ball, kind of hung the quarterback out a little bit. Um, so there's only one turnover in, in the spring game. So, uh, you know, doesn't turn the ball over, makes great decisions, uh, very accurate, and he's a, he's a leader of our offense right now, and our kids trust him and have confidence
7: in him. Thanks coach I appreciate it hey thank you Dan
1: that coming from Pat Narduzzi of the Pitt Panthers heading into the 2018 season coming out of the spring and a couple coaches that I didn't get an opportunity to speak with on the teleconference this time around I want to get to them really quick and just make some notes here on these coaches so in the Coastal Division of course you heard from Miami Hurricanes head coach Mark Richt, you heard Paul Johnson at Georgia Tech, Pat Narduzzi just now of Pitt, David Cutcliffe of Duke, and Larry Fedora of North Carolina. So Virginia Tech, you did not hear from Virginia Tech nor of Virginia. Virginia Tech with Justin Fuente, he heads in his third season. With the team and a lot of positives with what Justin Fuente has been able to do, they went to the ACC championship game in his first season. They finished second in the Coastal Division in his second season. So, first in the Coastal in his first season, second in his second season, and had a nine and four overall record. Winning in their bowl game this past year, and then Virginia with Bronco Mendenhall, they did very. They they got to a bowl game this year in just his second season with the team. Bronco comes on a couple seasons ago. He's stepping into his third season, just like Justin Fuente is in the state of Virginia at Virginia Tech. And Bronco went from winning just a few game, couple games in the first season, to getting to. The six wins that were needed to get to a bowl game and moving the team forward. So you got to give Bronco a lot of credit as well as Justin Fuente for the work that they've done and put forward in these past couple seasons. You know, with Virginia Tech getting back on the right side of things as it went down a little bit toward the end of Frank Beamer's career. But Frank Beamer, I don't want to take anything away from him, a phenomenal coach. And then to see what Justin Fuente has done, where there was a little lull, and he pulled it right back out and gave some positives and some big jumps to Virginia Tech. And then on Virginia's side of things, they had a great start to their season. Started off the season 5-1 and one for the Virginia Cavaliers in the second season under Bronco Mendenhall. And then struggled down the stretch, but were able to still get to 6-6 six and six and get to a bowl game. They ended up losing to Navy, But Virginia got back to a bowl game after struggling under Mike London and then struggling in the first season under Bronco Mendenhall. So to get to a bowl game, he is mending some things there in the state of Virginia. And Virginia has something to be excited about in Charlottesville as they move forward into the third season under Bronco Mendenhall. We'll take a step aside here on Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora for a fast break. When I come back, I will be joined... By the ACC Atlantic Division coaches, including Syracuse's Dino Babers, in just a moment.
0: This is a wake-up call. Fast break.
11: This is Jimmer Sikowski, owner-operator of Chick-fil-A Cicero, 7916 Brewerton Road in Cicero, right in front of the Home Depot. I had a deep feeling that God wanted me to do something bigger with my life and to help people, help others kept putting Chick-fil-A in my life and I realized as I was going through the franchise selection process that uh, positively impacting the lives of others was really core to what we do here at Chick-fil-A. First of all, it starts with the food. The food is brought in fresh daily and we bring in local produce. We prepare to order in the kitchen. We hand-bread our chicken. We hand-spin our milkshakes. It's it's great food. It doesn't taste like fast food. I, I think the second thing is, is the way people feel when they come in a Chick-fil-A restaurant, it's different. We, we try to treat people with intentional kindness here, which is very different and deeper than good customer service. And so you know, I think it feels remarkable for most people to come in a Chick-fil-A restaurant. And then lastly, the impact that we try to have in the community is very different. It's a big part of the expectation of every operator of a Chick-fil-A restaurant is that they're actively engaged in their community. They're a leader in the community and they're, they're making a difference. When they realize that what we're striving to do is to shine a little light in their life, that's a very, very different experience uh, than you will have at any other quick service restaurant. And it's that remarkable experience that I think people will emotionally connect with.
12: where you can choose your style, get fitted, and tailored, all at
11: Giovanni's Formal Wear.
1: their wonderful recipes that they've handed down through generations to you, to your events, to your business, to your home. It's a Utica thing. Proudly bringing Utica Pizza Company on wheels to your location. Call 315-738-8946. That's 315-738-8946 to bring Utica Pizza Company to your doorstep with It's It's a a Utica Utica Thing. Welcome back here to Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora on Wake Up Call dt.com your one stop sports shop and on mixlr.com backslash wake call dt if you haven't become a member make sure you do so now it is free and easy to become a member all you have to do is go to mixlr.com backslash wake call dt click on follow and that will prompt you to take maybe a minute minute and a half maybe to just put in a name and an email and there you go it connects you. To the show all the time, you put your email in, and when the show goes live, we send you an email and say, Hey, the show's live. All you have to do to listen to the show is open your email and click to listen. That's the benefit of being a member. And we're heading toward 200 members, which I think is phenomenal. So thank you so much for your membership and for being a part of the show and and of everything that we do on Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora on wakeupcalldt.com and right here on the live stream on MixLR. Dot com backslash dt Before the break, you heard from the Coastal Division, and now it's time to hear from the Atlantic Division of the ACC. I had an opportunity to speak with the coaches, as always, on the ACC teleconference You know that I make my way through that teleconference every single year, speaking with the coaches from week to week to bring you information on what's going on for all the teams inside of the conference, the 14 schools of the ACC, and then as well as Notre Dame when they are facing off against teams inside of the conference. So I want to thank you all for being a part of the show, and I want to thank the coaches for spending some time with me weekly and answering my questions, including... With the opportunity that we have heading out of the fall into, or heading out of the spring, I should say, into the fall. So, with that being said, it is time to have Coach Claussen back on the broadcast. And this is what Dave Claussen of the Wake Forest Demon Deacons had to say to me as he steps into this 2018 season we start our conversation off with Jamie Newman how he looked through spring practice at the quarterback position and this is what coach had to say about that once again Dave Clausen of the Wake Forest Demon Deacons starting off in our conversation on Jamie Newman
14: I, he's improving um, you know Jamie uh, you know certainly has all the measurables he's you know six four. he's 230 pounds, he has a really strong arm. And, you know, the one challenge with quarterback is just the big decision is always who do you give the reps to? And because we had had John and Kendall, uh, you know, for really the last three years, uh, the last two years, Jamie hasn't been able to get a lot of reps. And this spring, he got loaded up on reps and he finally got a lot of work. And you could see the light come on. Uh, with so many different things that we did. So he really improved. He has a better feeling for the offense. Um, He's got some outstanding physical traits, but he's just got to keep working hard and keep learning the offense and get down the timing of our throws and and get some of the reads down in our RPO game. Uh, But the arrow is definitely up. Uh, He certainly was one of the more improved players in our program this spring. Um, And I would say the gap between him and Kendall uh, has probably tightened, but uh, I would say Kendall is
7: still one and Jamie is still two. And then as far as uh, running back Cade Carney, just what you could say, I know that the team elects their captain. He's a lone junior. Just what you could say about his growth and his leadership as you go into the season?
14: I mean, Cade has been outstanding for us since day one. I mean, Cade came in here with a uh, a maturity um, that is uh, that is rare. Uh, he came here as a mid-year guy, so he really came here as senior year of high school, um, and from day one, just does things right. Um, he's very confident, um, and because he does things right in his confidence, it's allowed him to emerge as a leader for us uh, earlier than most. And uh, you know, He's a true junior that just got elected captain, which is very hard and very rare, so... Um, you know, I think Cade has has really strong leadership qualities, and the players respect him. They respect his work ethic. They respect how he plays the game, his toughness, his physicalness, and uh, you know, off the field, in our summer workouts, he's always been one of our leaders in terms of setting the tone for what we do. So, um, you know, certainly is uh, you know, we're proud of Cade, but he's also uh, you know going to be a really good leader for us, not just this year, but the following year.
1: That coming from Dave Clawson once again. Our first conversation inside of the Atlantic Division of the ACC football side of things. Dave Clawson, I want to thank him for his time from Wake Forest. Up next is Bobby Petrino of the Louisville Cardinals. We start our conversation off on what he thinks of Lamar Jackson in the NFL. What is a team getting by getting his former quarterback, Lamar Jackson? That's what he had to say about that. <laughs>
13: Yeah, well, the first thing that stands out Lamar is that he's a you know a different athlete than than most quarterbacks out there with his ability to run and, and play so fast. Um, but he's also a great thrower. You know, I think that's the thing that stood out to me um, from the first practice that he got here is how he could snap his wrist and the ball came out, and you know the accuracy that he could have on the different throws. So I'm excited to to
7: see how it all goes for him, and, and certainly wish him a, a lot of luck. I know you touched on it a little bit, but just what you can say about coming through the spring, just what's impressed you at the quarterback position moving forward and just what you've seen as far as growth there. Yeah, um, like
13: I said, Juwan is, is a guy that's been here for two years. He understands a lot of what we want to get done. Um, he's very coachable. He's got a lot of skill as far as playing the quarterback position, and and a lot of confidence. You know, I think that's the one thing that that I like is, that, you know, he he really believes that he's going to be a, a great quarterback. Um, and then also Malik Cunningham had a really good spring for us. You know, Malik would be a little bit more in the Lamar um, style as far as he's extremely fast and can really run and cut back. Um, but he did throw the ball really well. You know, he he ended up uh, 13 of 16 in the, in the spring game and also rushed for 52 yards. And we made a live tackle when he crossed the line of scrimmage. And he showed how explosive he can be.
1: Once again, Bobby Petrino of the Louisville Cardinals in our conversation heading out of spring football into the summer. And of course, conversation on Lamar Jackson as Lamar Jackson looks to be potentially, as the conversation continues, a higher and a higher and a higher draft pick as things continue to move up forward here. And I'm excited about this and opportunity. So I'm looking forward to what's going to come here with Lamar Jackson and you know, there's, there's some teams that I kind of have circled that maybe they should give Lamar Jackson a shout. Dave Dorn is up next with the NC State Wolfpack. Dave and I start our conversation off from the teleconference on what an NFL team is getting with defensive end Bradley Chubb, who played for him, obviously. And and with Bradley Chubb arguably being the, num- the top pick in the draft, according to some people, the number one player overall, just what he thinks about Bradley Chubb moving forward.
15: You know, I, I can't speak on what the guys are that they're considering over him. Uh, all I can say about whoever gets him, they're getting um, one of the hardest working players that I've been around and one of the top talented guys I've been around. I think his football IQ is incredible. His work ethic matches his talent. Uh, he was raised by an incredible uh, group of parents and brother. That's a big part of his life, and Brandon, and. Uh, It's the full package. I mean, you're talking about a guy that understands how to treat people, that's going to represent their program uh, and his family with class, and that's going to play every snap with uh, an edge to him. And his desire to win is one of the things that makes him stand out. I mean, he's just a... uber-talented competitor and, and carries a huge chip on his shoulder when he plays the game. So he's a culture guy for the locker room, and, and he's definitely going to
7: demand things from his teammates to make their program better. And then as far as moving forward for you on the defensive line, just what you can say coming through the spring with some leadership, maybe some guys that have stepped up or evolved their game as you head into the aside. <laughs>
15: I think Darian Roseborough is a guy that, you know, uh, has played a lot of football for us and has taken his new role uh, as the most experienced, productive player returning on the front and done a nice job in the 15 practices of not just improving himself, but, you know, demanding more from the guys around him. Uh, and Darius Bryant has played a lot of football for us at defensive tackle and, and unfortunately was not able to go through spring. Uh, we'll be back for the summer, and uh, he's a guy that we need to step up, probably our most consistent inside player that's returning, that has experience. Um, in those tackle positions, there will be a competition there in, in fall camp. And we have a junior college transfer coming in. Uh, Grant Gibson is a redshirt freshman, took advantage of a lot of reps this spring and improved. Uh, Suge Frazier, you know, was injured and hopefully will be back uh, in the summer. That's the plan anyway, to compete for that position inside. And We have a uh, very talented young man that we signed, Alain McNeil, coming in that's 300 pounds now and excited about him competing um, at the defensive tackle spot as well. I think the, the other defensive end across from Darien is um, James Smith-Williams, you know, competing with uh, a bunch of different guys, and, and that's going to be what this summer and fall camp are going to be about. You know, we're not going to have four household names probably on the D-line like we did this year, but we are going to have a good rotation and and depth at the position. Uh, just looking forward to continuing to work with it because we're by no means there yet. Yeah, coming from Dave Doran
1: of The Wolfpack Nation with NC State. Coming up next here in the conversations, you're on Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora on wakeupcalldt.com, Call your one stop sports shop, and also on the live stream itself, MixLR.com backslash Wake Up Call DT. That is the live stream that you want to make sure you become a member of. It streams live on Wake Call and directly on MixLR.com backslash Wake Up Call DT. So by becoming a member on MixLR, dot com backslash wake up call dt you can connect with the show because the show will tell you once you become a member click follow and, and go through that and connect your email that will tell you every single time the show goes live by sending an email to your device and you can chat with me in the live chat room. Members only so make sure that you do that mix L R Dot com backslash Up next is that guy who always seems to have a pretty good football team, always seems to be vying for a national championship, college football playoff. If they're not winning the national championship, they're usually one step away, and that's Dabo Sweeney of the Clemson Tigers. Here is our conversation, courtesy of having some time on the teleconference this week. I start off my conversation with Dabo Sweeney on his quarterbacks through the spring, having Kelly Bryant, Trevor Lawrence, Hunter Johnson, and Chase Bryce to choose from. Just what he could say about the quarterback situation in Clemson.
16: Well, we got a really good uh, situation. Uh, you know, never really had quite this type of situation where you know we've got really four guys that I think we could go in with. Uh, I mean, uh, literally, uh, I think that we could we could. Uh, go in with any of those guys and i think they're all uh really working hard to be the best version of themselves and they're all at different spots um but uh, great young men very committed very competitive situation and uh they all had some great moments in spring they all had some some not so great uh but in the process of going through all of our meetings with those guys right now and and um you know, it's a very good situation. You know, kind of like uh, some other positions on our on our team, where we've got very, very good depth, very competitive depth. Uh, so, should be fun. Obviously, Kelly's, you know, won, an, won a conference and taking us to the playoffs, and, and uh, uh, he's got great experience. Uh, the other guys are, are, are right there and battling. Uh, so, uh, it's a great competition, and and I don't have any doubt when it, when it comes uh, September, uh, we're going to be in a Much better situation. Uh, You know, last year we were starting over, and Kelly had no experience, and Hunter was just getting here trying to figure it out. Uh, So, uh, really, uh, Chase Price was red-shirted, and Trevor wasn't here. So, I think we're going to be at a much better starting point than we were this time last year.
7: And then as far as the receiving core with Deion Cain and Ray-Ray McLeod heading forward to the NFL, just what you think they can be to an NFL team, and then secondly, just what you have seen out of your receiver core in the spring thus far?
16: Uh, well, I'm excited for both those guys and their, their future opportunities. I, I, to be honest with you, I think both of them have a chance to be better pros uh, than maybe they were as college players, and I think that's just simply, you know, Ray Ray played running back in high school, and Dion played quarterback, so they really only played receiver for two and a half years. Of their career, so it's still all in front of them. They're still very much developing guys that have, you know, the skills and tools. But I think now they have a real foundation to build upon. And uh, Ray Ray's a dynamic guy. He's he's going to have to be an impactful guy as a returner as well. I think he will. A lot of versatility to his game, uh, and I think uh, has a bright future. And same thing with Dion. Dion a chance to be uh, a, a, a great pickup for someone. Um, he's he's dynamic. He can play multiple positions, and the same thing. He, he really just now I think has the foundation in place to be a great receiver. Um, he's got good experience. You know, last year we were kind of starting over, uh, and you know, so even though Dion and Ray Ray are gone, you know, we had a lot of guys getting their first opportunities last year, and that's uh, you know like Amari Rogers. Uh, and and uh, you know, DeAndre Overton got some some good experience last year. Um, uh, T Higgins uh, was a guy that that had an unbelievable spring for us. Uh, Hunter Renfro is going to be back. A kid, I'm probably as excited about as anybody. Really, two guys, and that's Travion Thompson and T.J. Chase. Um, you know, Travion has is, just is, is transformed himself, and then T.J. Chase is, I think, an emerging, uh, very very a uh, good player for us. And so uh, it's exciting. And then uh, we got a young, couple of young freshmen coming in, uh, Darion Kendrick, DK, and, and, and Justin Ross, that we think also have opportunity to be in that mix along with uh, Cornell Powell.
1: That coming once again from Dabo Sweeney of the Clemson Tigers. We have a couple more coaches here on Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora going around the ACC, and of course Brian Kelly of Notre Dame. For those of you that are coming in here in the second hour of Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora to hear the CNS boys lacrosse team, that'll be coming up momentarily. Up next is Willie Taggart of Florida State. I start off my question my my time with Willie Taggart. Who I've spent a lot of time, I spent three years covering him at South Florida, and now that he spent one year in Oregon, he's back front and center for me. It's crazy how the world works, and selfishly I'm happy because I enjoy speaking with Willie Taggart and I've always had fun with him. So he is at FSU now, back in the state of Florida, and, and back inside of a conference that I cover weekly, and Willie Taggart and I start our conversation on what he's trying to do at Florida State.
17: Uh-huh. I just again just trying to get better at what we're doing try to implement the the way that we do things change the culture to how we want it and um and have great coaches in here to, to mentor and hold our guys accountable to doing what they say we're going to do you know um I know what I thought Florida State always been and should be and I'm um, gonna try to implement that vision with everyone around and and get it back to a championship level. You know, um, so um, it's just doing what we do and try to do it better than anyone else and um, continue to recruit great players here, hold them accountable, and and try to live up to the expectations that we all um, signed up for.
7: And then as far as your road from South Florida to Oregon back to Mm -hmm. the state of Florida with Florida State, just what you've learned from that time period and and spending some time on the West Coast and just what you took away from that opportunity and, and how you've improved as a coach coming into Florida State.
17: Well, I think uh, when it comes to coaching, it's, it's all the same no matter where you, no, where, no matter where you're at. It's all about um, um, getting the young people to be better as a football player, as a person, and and uh, academically helping them achieve what they want to achieve. And those things don't change, you know. Um, I think the the from a structural standpoint, athletically. Um, it probably changes, you know, South Florida was totally different in Oregon, you know, and we had Oregon, you know, great resources and great fan base and, and good football players.
1: And continuing with the Atlantic Division of the ACC, I want to make a quick note here, the only coach that I wasn't able to get to on the teleconference was Boston College Eagles head coach Steve Adazio, and Steve Adazio has been, Said some good, that there's been some good opportunities going through the spring with wide receiver Noah Jordan-Williams, who I interviewed multiple times, who comes from CBA right here in Syracuse, New York, and now he has redshirted this past season. Now he's he's there with the Boston College Eagles getting ready to play at the wide receiver position. Noah Jordan-Williams. Williams. I'm ecstatic about Noah Jordan Williams and and what he can be. We're obviously going to have an opportunity to see Noah Jordan Williams because Syracuse will be going up against the Boston College Eagles as they do every single season and uh, really excited about this opportunity. So he redshirted last year which means he is now free and clear to go out there and play and hopefully he'll find himself some time out there Uh, and you know for that Syracuse game. I know Syracuse fans are going to be excited and and I know that Noah Jordan Williams he is hyped. He told me, listen, he goes, for the next 3 to 5 years, he said I got that circled on my calendar that I'm going to have the opportunity to play Syracuse because obviously, you know, Syracuse did not push. They had an opportunity to go after Noah Jordan Williams and they kind of did and then they stopped. And now Noah Jordan Williams is there at Boston College and you can go see that game on the road on November 24th at Chestnut Hill, Massachusetts, when Syracuse takes on Boston College to end the regular season, and Noah Jordan-Williams gets his first crack at the team that was right down the road from CBA that didn't take him. Up next here is Dino Babers. Dino Babers and Brian Kelly will round out the conversations with the college coaches, and then we'll get into CNS Boys Lacrosse. So if you're on listening in for CNS Boys Lacrosse, it is coming up in just a few minutes here. Dino Babers up next from Syracuse, speaking with me on Rex Culpepper and the inspiration that Rex is.
16: Well, he's he's such a, the guy comes to comes to uh, he he goes to class with a smile on his face. He comes to practice with a smile on his face. Yes, he's a very very serious competitor. And anytime you got a young man at that age that's so focused and so determined, and he knows what he wants. Most, and he's not willing to trade that in for something at the moment, that person's going to always be a positive reflection, not only
7: on himself and his family, but also on his teammates. And then as, as far as the defensive side of the ball, the linebacker core with Dyer Franklin, Paris Bennett, Jonathan Thomas all moving forward, just what you could say you've seen through the spring from the linebacker core as you get set for the season. I see youth. I see guys making mistakes. I see a lot of young men
16: getting opportunities to play that haven't had an opportunity to play in the past because they couldn't move those guys that you mentioned out of the way. So we're going to be younger there. They're going to be more experienced. They'll have fresher knees and fresher shoulders, but there's no way that they've seen as much as those linebackers that you just mentioned that left and are trying, trying to get opportunities to play in the National Football League. Thank you, Coach. Appreciate it as always. Thank you.
1: That Dino Babers, once again, coming from Syracuse and the upcoming 2018 season, as Dino spoke with me, on moving forward without a linebacker core that has been together the entire, they pretty much played together and started together the entire time they were at Syracuse, Zaire Franklin, Jonathan Thomas, and Paris Bennett. So moving forward from them at the linebacker group, as well as speaking on Rex Culpepper, who you know is near and dear to my heart, always been good to me from his time in high school all the way through. So big ups to Rex in his fight against cancer, beating cancer, and being the awesome person that he is. God is great, and God is with you, brother. So keep praying and keep fighting. I know you got this. Brian Kelly. He is technically, and Notre Dame is technically, not part of the ACC for football. Yet, they do play the ACC a lot from season to season when it comes to football. So Brian Kelly is nice enough to come on to the ACC teleconference. Since being an independent, don't really have a a conference to go on to. To, for people to speak with you from week to week. So he had an opportunity and, and with him coming on to the ACC teleconference, which I'm really happy that Notre Dame and the ACC agreed to do, I had an opportunity to get Brian back on the show here and what he had to say about the upcoming season, starting with quarterback Brandon Wimbush. And was he pushed by anybody this season in competition?
18: I think there's great competition there. I think Ian Book is, uh, you know, he's 2 and 0 as a guy that has come in and, um, you know, he started one game and then, you know, finished another um, against North Carolina and, and uh, LSU. So we know he's very capable. And so that competition is there. Um, but on the other hand, I think Brandon has made great progress. Um, you know, he needed to certainly uh, solidify and, and develop his uh, consistency fundamentally. Um, And I think he's done that. And, you know, when you see that repeating delivery, confidence starts to build. So I think a lot of confidence in what he's been able to do um, from a mechanic standpoint because it's helped him mentally. Uh, But at the same time, you know, Ian Book's had a good spring, and and so there's natural competition uh, with that group.
1: And then as far as offensive guard Quentin Nelson, just what you can say about whatever NFL team drafts him what they are getting by drafting him in this 2018 NFL draft
18: you bro- you were breaking up but I think the question was you know what wh- what's the upside of a Quentin Nelson if he gets drafted at least I think that that's what yeah. it was uh, is that it yeah okay yeah. Um, you know, again, I think this is, you know, sometimes hard to say, but he brings, you know, immediately, and I know it's an NFL locker room, but he brings a toughness, he brings a mindset that... Um, that is really, for me, it starts to uh, envelop your whole locker room and team. The way he practices, the way he trains, the way he goes about it every single day, the guys around him, um, he influences. And and that's a big thing when it comes to getting drafted uh, in the NFL at, at such a high level.
1: That coming once again from Notre Dame Fighting Irish head football coach, Brian Kelly, which wraps up the ACC plus Notre Dame conversations that I had with the coaches coming out of spring football and heading in to the summer. We will take a step aside here as for those of you waiting for CNS Boys Lacrosse special from Chick-fil-A Cicero is about to jump off in just a moment. Nate Scarlatta joining me, as well as Brody Guido, Austin Walker, and Brian Jobin of the team, and of course their head coach Bill Aldrich in our CNS North Stars Boys Lacrosse special from Chick-fil-A Cicero, coming up in just a moment.
0: This is a wake-up call, Fast Break. break.
1: Utica Pizza Company spells family, your family, my family Call them and place your order at 315-214-3060. That's 315-214-3060. Families break bread at Utica Pizza Company. Well, to look at this season so far, I know that you guys played eight games up to this point, and to be three and five coming into
19: this thing, just kind of what you've taken away so far? Um, I think a couple things. Number one, we're young defensively, and it was going to take us a little while to get up to speed, and obviously the teams we play in our league are very good, and if you're not up to speed at that point, you're going to struggle a little bit. Yeah. To
1: look at this season as a whole, gentlemen, I'll start over on this side, just what you've taken away from the first eight games so far.
12: Um... You know, I think we've been growing and building, and trying to correct the mistakes we've been <laughs> making. You know, but I think we're still we still have room to grow. So.
1: What are some of those mistakes that you've been able to key in on and see up to this point? Um,
12: probably um, rising clears and stuff like that. We got to work on that, and just the little things. Got to put more effort in. Really focus on what coach has been telling us. Stuff
1: like that. What can you say as far as what you've learned so far? Um,
2: so far, uh, we started off pretty good with two two wins, and then we kind of hit a rough patch. But uh, we keep building, like Austin said, every single day, and we're just growing as a team. And our our last game, I think, it kind of really clicked,
1: and I think uh, games are going to start going our way this year. Yeah, we were talking about the season and just what you guys have taken away from the eight games so far and just what you could say about you, what you've learned up to this point.
20: Uh, you know, I, I think we are developing as a team. Um, in the last game, we, like Vandy said, at the last game we played, uh, things were clicking. And I think we, we realized that we can play with these other teams.
1: Or just what you could say you take away
21: as well. We play in a really competitive league, so we got to like play for four quarters. And we're just kind of getting used to that. You have to like step it up a little bit more.
1: Being inside of Chick fil A, how many times have you guys been here? Uh,
21: I've been here like six times. Like, I uh, go to my aunt's house in Virginia. We go there like all the time. So, since I came up here, I've been there a lot. So, I'm just like uh, Too many
20: to count. Too many to count. What,
1: yeah. about, what about you, coach? This is my first time oh. here. First time?
19: Yeah. All right. First time. Okay.
1: So, your first time over here, what could you say you've taken away from the
19: experience of a Chick fil A? Have you ever been to one before? For this one. I've never been to one, but at work where I work, we, they brought in food one time and it okay. was absolutely delicious. So you didn't have the down in Orlando, you had gone a bunch of times, you're down south no, or something like that. No, my family all lives down south and they have raved about it, so now that we have one, I'll have to visit. Yeah, and you just, you ate, what did you think? I only nibbled off my children's food, so that's I had a couple, uh, that's all I did. I had a couple nuggets and some of the milkshake, but it was delicious. Alright, we are
1: got to make sure we get you something
19: here. Yeah,
1: you <laughs> The nuggets, what about you guys? How long,
19: um, and, how many times have you
1: been here?
12: Uh, this is the fourth time I had Chick fil A, <laughs> but uh, it's the second time I've been in this building. Really, really like the atmosphere and the environment here, it's really welcoming, yeah. so it's pretty good
2: yeah this is I have been here a lot actually uh, I, I love it here the mobile is very awesome when I get out of school early I just come right here pick it up and then go home so it is very convenient and it's really good so that's that's awesome
1: do you have I know that there's a lot of a lot of people here that are students at CNS do you have friends that kind of grab the food and bring it back over to the school? I do not. Okay. Um, I don't know anyone that I, that would do that. I
2: I don't know, but I do, I do not. No one has no, ever I done do that not.
1: for no. me You guys who?
20: I have one friend that gra- uh, comes here and grabs breakfast every morning. Yeah, grabs breakfast every morning. Here. Every morning and then goes to school. I see him in the parking lot eating before before he goes
1: in. All right, fair enough. Well, to get back to the lacrosse side of things, now you guys said that you've learned a bunch of different things from the first day. Games, just what you can say about what it means for you to be a part of CNS. And I'm to start here to be a Northern Star. You know, it's I, uh, I've been on
21: the team for like four years now, and like I played with my older brother and everything. So just carrying on like everything that he did, all his hard work. And the kids have played up like above me, just trying to like keep it going like that.
20: So that's what's been important for me. Um, I mean I've only been on the team three years, but. You know, every every day I, I go out and I practice like a like a game. I play I play like I'm doing a game. So you know, I guess uh, the main thing you gotta focus on is getting better
2: every day. Being a North Star, what can you say? Um, you go
12: first. Yeah.
2: Uh, it's honestly a great experience. Uh, the team this year, I love the atmosphere with the team. Yeah. We're coming together, like yeah. I said, and it, it, it's just awesome. Uh,
12: being a North Star means so much to me especially being the captain of a great group of guys. is just awesome. Um, I think it's about the nostalgia. I, when I was a young uh, lacrosse player, I'd always look up to the older guys. Um, I remember showing up to the camp. I was in, like, fourth grade or something. I was so small. Looking up at all these kids, they were so big and so talented. It just makes me want to be, be one of those guys, you know? So just makes me work harder and trying to be the best player I can be. So. Coach, being a North Star, what does it mean
11: to you?
19: Well you know it's about the kids. and It's always been about the kids. I've been here a long time and uh, you know I just every year try to get a group of kids to try to work hard, become better lacrosse players, be good students and be good human beings and that's really our goal.
1: And in building that The gentlemen that you have flanking you two and two on each side, what can you say about why they're here and why they're representing the same?
19: Well, because they're, you know, they're great kids. You know, they've worked hard. They've gotten to the point where they are because they've worked hard. They come from good families who raised them right, and they just have their act together. They do the right things. They say the right things, and they work hard.
1: And to look at this season, just what you've taken away as a coach so far, to go a little bit deeper into how you've started off at this point, what it's taught you and what you can use
19: from that leadership point of view moving forward. Well, I think in this league it's patience. You know, if you can be patient and continue to get the kids to learn every single day and work hard, you're gonna see the same bunch of teams over and over. You know, you're gonna see the Western Sea twice and the Beevilles twice and the Liverpool twice. So you just wanna keep getting better towards the end of the year. So when you get to the end of the year, you're playing better and into the playoffs you're playing better.
1: And as you guys go forward in this, what you've learned the most since joining CNS, what can you say that is?
12: Um, probably the most that I've learned is um, how to be a family. Really this last year we try to get everyone close together, trying to bring everyone as uh, close as possible, trying to be um, tight knit for the season. So we're all on the same page and we're all working hard together.
2: Uh, I, I think brotherhood um, like Austin said, we uh, in the off season we did a lot of team camaraderie stuff, and it's just been a great experience. Like I said, to be a part of this this great team.
1: So we've heard brotherhood, we've heard the family side of it. What would you guys say about what you've taken away up to this point from being at CNO's?
20: Um, I mean, Vandy took mine. You know, family is a big part of team you know we, bond, we we do team bonding we go, we go out to eat and stuff like that I think that's I think the bond between the the team is the biggest part of, of having a team
21: uh, this team is a little different than years past like we've been working out with uh, Pete Moore over the summer and in the winter we've done a lot more team bonding than I have been like doing before it's just kind of like more of a close-knit team which is pretty cool
1: and, and when you have that team bonding and you said it, it's more cl- close-knit this time around what was it about how that kind of came Together and, and already has happened at this point. I know you said more team bonding, but you obviously have to have an environment where everybody feels comfortable with one another. So what can you say about that environment?
21: Yeah, so uh, we all just like kind of got together over the winter and was like we gotta do something. So we all just started to work out together. And from there we're just like we had one day after school where we went to like the LGI, which is like a lecture hall like room in our school. We kind of talked about what we need to do. And one of the things was like just get together and eat. So then one of the kids on our team well, went to restaurant. Carmelita's great Mexican food if you're out there go ahead check it out great place and uh, we just kind of hang out there and like coming up to the season once a month we'd all just go hang out and eat food there and just help with the team bonding. Um.
20: I can't even remember the question. <laughs> I can't even remember the question. I was, I was, too, I was too into the Carmelitas part.
1: To look at how the team has gotten closer, what would you attribute that to? Um,
20: going to Carmelitas, honestly, uh, at least once a night or once a week. You know, it's either the seniors or the whole team that get together and uh, go to Carmelitas and just beat. You know, we talk about the, we talk about practices. Talk about the games, talk about the season so far, and it just, I, I feel like we, we grow closer together that way.
1: Carmelitas. Yes, sir. Okay.
12: Tell me a little bit more. All right, so uh, my mom was nice enough to open the restaurant to the whole team so we can sit down. First time we had pizza, I think, with cookies. Second time we had pasta. Next time we had tacos. She made us tacos. So it was just an area for us to just bond and get together so we can just be on the same page before the season starts. Where is this? Um, It's near uh, um, Walgreens, near the high school on Route 31. So you this is, how did it become the team place? Um, well, you know, we were sitting down in the LGI and um, uh, Coach Pete Moore, he goes, what are we doing? Somebody mentioned, I think it was Brody, said we should do some team bonding. And we were trying to think of a place. I'm like, why not Carmelita's? Perfect. My mom, I'll just, you know, why not? My mom, I'll ask my mom. And then she opened it up um, on Mondays and that's what we did. So, Team bonding, Carmelitas, everybody's
1: talked about it up to this point. What yeah. did you say about it?
12: So uh, it was great. Uh, everyone
2: got together. We all communicated. And we didn't even just talk about lacrosse. We just talked about our lives, and we kind of really like learn more about each other so that's what helps us like become such a team on the field as well we can we know where each other's gonna be we know where each other's what they're gonna be doing which way they're going and it's just so much easier to play that way
12: if you're if you're not prepared you're you're unprepared so
1: (laughs) coach bring me into team bonding since these guys like to shamelessly plug Carmelita's and I'm going to make sure you're shamelessly plugging Chick-fil-A when you get out of here.
19: But Coach, what can you say about Team Body? Well, I think it's important. You know, Pete Moore who is our strength and conditioning coach, and he's more like our mental coach. Yeah. You know, he got the kids together and asked them what they wanted to do, and those are the ideas that they came up with, so we went with that. And it, it turned out really well. Kids are hanging out together, and I think it brought them closer as a group, even outside of the meals, in school, in the locker room, different things like that. And when you see this team kind of come together and develop
1: even though the wins haven't come in all of these games what can you say you're seeing from the growth and the connection of this team?
19: Well I think every day you know if you watch our games never once did we give up never once did we stop playing and that's gonna bode well and that's because they like each other and they want to play for each other and it's gonna bold well for later on in the season.
1: And when we look at what's to come in the season just what you could say about turning the tide and getting on the right side of things.
19: Well, I think there's a lot of parity in the league. You know, I've always said in this league in the last couple of years, two or three goals can be a one seed or a six seed. Yeah. So last year, or a couple of years ago, we lost four games by one goal. You know, that turned your entire season around. So every day that you go out and play, if you play hard, you have a chance to win a game. You can be a great team and be 7-7 seven and seven in our league. You, yeah. can you can be a great team and be 12-4. and You can be a great team and be 4-12. and it's all, you know, the end of the game, you know, how you play during the season. It all, you know, it's, there's a lot of parity and it takes a lot, not a lot to be on one side or the other. And when you guys look at moving forward here in the,
1: the difficulty of the league, what have you learned most about this league at, day in and day out?
21: Uh, if you're not ready to play from the very beginning of the game, it's, it's like, it's bad it's hard to come back in this league. Every team's going to like try and get up on you, and they're not going to let you. like. No team's going to be taking a quarter off, yeah. so if you're the team that takes a quarter off, you're at an uphill battle the rest of the game. So you just don't want to get in that hole. Off
20: of that. Uh, we just need to, from the first whistle, from the first face-off, we just need to get the ground balls and fight for every possession. Uh, ground balls win games.
0: And,
12: yeah. Simple as that. Ground balls
1: win ground ball. ground games.
12: What can you guys say? Yeah, going off from a uh, they were saying um you we can't wait till the fourth quarter we can we can now we have to be ready to play come out first quarter and just execute you know just from the beginning we got to go yeah so uh, I think we should
2: focus on our game instead of other games, um, and I think we should try and play all four quarters, like Nate said earlier. Uh, we need to come out every single quarter, every single minute, every single second, and just play our hardest. And,
1: and when you say focus on your game instead of other games, do you feel that there are moments that maybe there is that you know paying attention to what's going on around the league?
2: Yeah, I think there definitely is, and it's kind of it's it's hard to focus on that because it puts different thoughts in your head, but you know, you got to just worry about yourself and, and hope for the best, and, and that's what we're doing,
1: and we're, we're going to be rolling soon. All right, fair enough. Well, what we're going to do is we're going to take a step aside, and when we come back we're going to do something called rapid fire. Have you guys been warned by the girls about that? Yeah. They told you about it? All right. So essentially what that's going to be is I'm asking you questions that have nothing to do with lacrosse. It's got to be your your first answer that comes to your mind. can't steal anybody else's answer. There will be some Chick-fil-A involved, okay? We're going to have some Chick-fil-A thoughts involved. I go first? and (laughs) So we will do that in the second segment. And then in fairness to you guys, we will have the third segment be that you get to turn the questions on me. So you can ask me whatever you want. I have to answer them. So try to be family friendly. But you can ask me whatever you want. We'll be back with
0: that. This is a wake-up call, Fast Break.
4: 702 4653. That's 315 702 4653. Or contact us through our website, lgweddingsandevents.com. Looking Glass Events, giving you a reason to celebrate.
1: The Wildcat Sports Pub in Camillus, New York is located on 3680 Milton Avenue in the Home Depot Plaza. It is your family-friendly sports bar and restaurant. Folks, some sports bars aren't family-friendly. Some family-friendly restaurants are not sports bars. The Wildcat Sports Pub in Camillus, New York is proud to be both. It is that marriage that you've been looking for for years. The Wildcat Sports Pub is your home base for your sports bar and restaurant needs, games for the kids, indoor and outdoor activities, and enough things on the menu to come back every single week and get to try something new. They're open Sundays from noon to 8 p.m., Monday through Wednesday, 11 a.m. to 11 p.m., and Thursday through Saturday from 11 a.m. to midnight. For reservations and party information, call 315-487-2222. For the Wildcat Family-Friendly Sports Pub and Restaurant. The Penn and Trophy Center on 111 East Willow Street in Syracuse, New York has been making memories for Central New York for over 60 years. It has the trophies for your teams, and when you walk in there, it's so much more than just that. When you walk into the Penn and Trophy Center, you are immersed in the reality that anything can be customized, anything can be engraved, whether it's for your anniversary, your wedding, your bar mitzvah, your birthday party, whatever you want to do with that memory, that watch from Grandpa, or that bracelet from Mom, or that wedding ring that's been passed down through your family if you want to get something engraved with a memory to last a lifetime the pennant trophy center 111 east willow street in syracuse new york where memories are made and where memories last a lifetime Alright we're back here on the broadcast inside of Chick-fil-A Cicero 7916 Brewerton Road with CNS Boys Lacrosse team. We are here with names that are first names and names that are last names. So we have on my right we have Nate Jobin, we have Coach, and then on my left we have Vandy who likes to speak very highly of his mother's place. It's your mom's restaurant, right? And we have Brody. Okay, so we're gonna play this thing called Rapid Fire where I'm gonna throw a bunch of questions at you that have nothing to do with lacrosse. And I get to ask you whatever I want, but in fairness, we will take a break and you guys can ask me whatever you would like to ask me. So, coach, I'm gonna ask you this. If you were not a lacrosse coach in Central New York, what would you be doing right now?
19: Well, I'd be an FBI agent. (laughs)
1: Okay, why? I think it'd be cool. All right, fair enough. Would you be investigating the president right now? Absolutely not. Okay, fair enough. Stay apolitical on that one. All right, Brody, if you could have any profession in the world outside of being a lacrosse player professionally, what would it be? Uh, ESPN broadcaster.
2: ESPN broadcaster? Who's your favorite broadcaster?
1: Dang, I have a lot. It's me,
2: it's good. I like it. Favorite of all time. I really like Stuart Scott. Stuart Scott was awesome. I liked him a lot. Um, I liked listening to him, watching him in the mornings when I was younger. And
1: I always said that Stuart Scott was the best mentor that didn't know he was my mentor. Yeah. Because I watched him from when I was 10 years old and his fearlessness of going out there and saying whatever he wanted to say and even if people thought he was corny or stupid or ridiculous or whatever he was himself always and i think in this world if you're not yourself you're not anything so i will second Stuart scott and i will give you that all right vandy when you're not eating at your mom's restaurant, where are you eating?
12: Chick-fil-A, of course, all even right. though I've only been here four times. so. What is your favorite thing to get at Chick-fil-A? Um, probably the chicken nuggets. Chicken nuggets? 12-piece or 8-piece?
1: 12-piece. Fries or no? Yes, fries. Okay, all right, fair <laughs> enough. All right, all right, Jobin. <laughs> I feel like you're gonna. I'm gonna get some interesting, interesting answers today. So let's start with: if anybody played you in a movie, who would it be and why? Tom Cruise. Because I look like him. <laughs> you look like Tom
20: Cruise yeah, I, talk I, about. I get a lot of that. Uh, people at work say I look like Tom Cruise. Would it be a Mission Impossible type movie? Oh yeah, of course. Mission Impossible is the best, one of the best action movies.
1: <laughs> All right, fair enough. Nate. One song and one song only. I put it on your iPod today. You can't take it off for a year. It's the only song you're going to listen to. What's it going to be?
21: Uh, Mary Had a Little Lamb.
1: Mary Had, <laughs> Mary had a Little Lamb? Yeah. I, Why? I know
21: every word, and I can play it on the piano.
1: <laughs> you know every word, you can play it on the piano. How does that help you become a better lacrosse player? Listen <laughs> easy one.
21: Um, Because if you think about,
1: like,
13: if you think
21: about Mary and her little lamb, if I'm like Mary and then all the teammates are my little lambs,
0: I don't know where I'm going.
21: But then that's just, yeah, it's just easy. But, you know, in my head it makes sense, you know.
19: Coach, how would you respond to that answer? I don't think I can. That's very interesting. That's deep, man. I like that. That was deep.
1: All right, Coach, what is your
19: favorite nursery rhyme? Favorite nursery rhyme. Mm. Five little monkeys jumping on a bed. Okay. Why? I thought it was 10. I think it's only 5. It is 10. It's ten. Oh. It's <laughs> well, maybe it's person it from the audience five. says that it is 10. It is 10. So, why I just like the beat and the it's rhythm.
0: It's 5. No, it's 10. It's, it's 5. Seven.
19: I like the rhythm, I like the beat.
1: I have no idea. All I remember is that we used to say when we were jumping on my grandmother's bed we got screamed at. So, no matter what you can't actually jump on the bed while you're doing it, I think that's the thing. Correct. Okay. Yes. So, Coach, if anybody could play you in a movie, who would it be and why? The Rock. Okay. Why? Because, as Jobin said, he looks just like me. Okay. Fair enough. You look like a giant Samoan. I, I agree with you on that. Okay. Favorite Disney movie, Vandy, what can you say? Um.
12: Finding Nemo. Okay. Why? I don't know. It's just a, It's a solid movie. <laughs> Can't go wrong with that. It's if you movie.
1: were a character in
12: Finding Nemo, who would you be? Um, probably Nemo, because I'm always lost in the sauce. So
1: I'm gonna be lost in the sea. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm be lost. All right, you'd be totally lost. You'd be yep. Nemo. Yep. Who? Which one of your teammates would you trust to find you if you were lost? Um, well, the people here or anyone else? Anybody. Any of um. your teammates. All right, we're back here on the broadcast inside of Chick Fil A Cicero, seventy nine, sixteen Brewerton Road, with CNS boys lacrosse team. We are here with names that are first names and names that are last names. So we have on my right, we have Buddy. Any of your teammates? Megs. <laughs> no. Uh, to be honest
12: with you, probably Jobin. No. <laughs> you know. Okay. I don't know, there's something about him. I think he'll find a way he'll to find to the
20: end me. Of the earth to find you. All right. Yep. <laughs> All right, there you
12: go.
1: Jovan said he would search to the end of the earth to find you. Brody, it's a three part question. You can go anywhere in the world. Where do you go? Who do you take that you know? One person that you know, and one celebrity. So you can only take one person you know, one celebrity, and where do you go? Where do I go? I am going to go.
2: To Hawaii. Okay. Um, I'm gonna take. Who am I gonna take? I'll, I'll take my brother, my brother Cooper, and then one celebrity that I'll take. Uh, hmm. That's a hard one. I don't know. Uh, forgetting all several celebrities' names at the moment. Um, yeah, I'll prep Donald Trump. I'll take <laughs> Donald Trump so he can buy me anything I want. Okay.
1: All right. All right. Fair enough. So, Jobin. Oh. <laughs> if you could be an animal, what animal would you be and why? A bear. A what? grizzly bear. Because,
20: well, first off, my mom calls me bear because I was a big baby. Like when I came out, I was huge. Yeah. yeah. So she calls me bear. That's that's just my nickname. And then grizzly bears are, are big and fierce, and they'd
1: rip you up real quick.
0: Okay.
20: <laughs> Don't muscle them. That's a good- don't
1: mess with them. From rip you up real quick, and previously, your teammate to your right, Nate, was talking about you are all being his sheep, and or no, little lambs. Little lambs. Pardon Little lambs, pardon me, <laughs> mm-hmm. Nate. I'm gonna stick with this one. If you could be any animal, what would you be and what?
21: I'd be a bald eagle because America. <laughs> That's just, like, just like that.
1: All right, fair enough. Coach, what animal would you be?
19: I'd be a dolphin. Be a okay, I was hoping somebody would say that. Why a dolphin? Because <laughs> they're free and they get to swim through the ocean and have a great time. If you couldn't be Nemo, Vandy, who would you be?
12: What animal? Uh, probably a wolf, to be honest. Okay. I think they're very beautiful. Brody, I'd I'd probably have to pick like a <laughs> like,
17: like a I don't
2: even know. Um. If I had to be one animal, I would be a giraffe. A giraffe? <laughs> Why a
0: giraffe?
2: <laughs> 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 Thanks Joven. Um, because they're tall, and I've always wanted to see what it what would it be like to be so tall.
1: Okay. If you could go back, Coach I'm going to go to you on this one first. If you could go back to any time in history,
19: where would you go? Oof. Any time in history? Yes. Yeah. Wow. I'd go like to the 50s or 60s, where they were starting to invent things and people were learning about different things.
1: All right, fair enough. Brody, where would you go back to? I'd probably the
2: 80s. I like the dance moves. (laughs) The
1: the dance moves of the 80s. All right, Vandy, where would you go?
12: Um, probably like the 1800s, (laughs) Wild West. The Wild West. Yeah, I'm thinking of uh, Back to the Future right now. That's what I'm thinking of.
1: That's smart. I like that. Back to the Future is a good play. Jovan, where would you go back to?
20: Uh, probably the 60s. I, I don't know. Uh, just the 60s seems, seems like a good year. My mom was born that year. J- JFK was uh, JFK president he there. Was <laughs> JFK was assassinated <laughs> in the 60s. Yeah, he, he, he was only president for, what, two years, three years or something? But you know what, he was a great president while it lasted.
1: Maybe you could go back with Coach as FBI agents to find out who shot JFK.
20: Oh, awesome. And we already, the thing is, is, we already know, so we can just go find him before it even happens. But well, they say it's <laughs> two people, so you could maybe be looking for the other guy, too. Or we can just take out the one dude that shoots him and then he's not dead and then we can protect him. And then you would change the course of history forever. Yeah, exactly. All right.
1: Okay, Nate. What time period would you go back to?
21: Uh, the 20s, the roaring 20s, right before the Great Depression because everyone was buying anything they wanted because no one realized how bad it was. So, yeah.
1: Okay. Everyone was rich. If you gentlemen had a choice, if you had a if you had a choice of being a stand-up comedian or a singer, which one would you choose and why? Nate, we're gonna go back to you.
21: Uh, definitely not a stand-up comedian because crowds are tough. Okay. And I feel like I just say one joke and no one would laugh and I just leave the stage. Okay. So I'd probably be a singer, I guess. You'd be a singer. Yeah. All right.
20: Gentlemen, what would you do? I'd be a singer because, uh, you know, I've always wanted to pursue my dream of getting out of the shower, singing in the shower, and onto a stage.
1: And onto a stage. Yep. What is your favorite song to sing in the shower? <laughs> hang on, hang on. Let me, uh, there's, there's a
20: few good ones. Sweet Caroline. Sweet Caroline. Okay. All right.
1: How many years have you been singing that song?
20: Since I was born. Before I was born.
1: Before you were born. Yeah. Okay. All right. We'll go back to Coach on this one in a second. Comedian or singer, Brody? Uh, comedian. Because okay. Kevin Hart is funny, and I just, I just want to be like him. Want to be like Kevin Hart? Okay. I appreciate that. I like Kevin Hart.
12: Vandy, what would you do? Um, it's a hard one because I'm not a good singer. I'm not that funny. <laughs> um, well, I'd probably pick a comedian. Okay. Um. Just because um, my jokes aren't as bad as my singing, so that's where I'm going to stand on this.
1: Your your jokes aren't as bad as your singing.
19: Alright coach, a singer or a comedian and why? Singer for sure, because all you need is (laughs) one hit and you're loaded for life. So I'm going with the singing. What What genre
1: of music would you say?
19: Oh, I'd be like... He's a rap. Yeah, a yeah I'd rap. Yeah, I'd rap, for sure. You'd rap? Yeah. Okay. What would your rap name be, Coach? The Big Willie Style.
1: Big Willie Style. Okay. Is That is an album name of Will Smith's. So that would oh, be, it is? It is. Huh. Big Willie Style. All right, I'm going to ask you guys an interesting question. I've never asked anybody before. I'm going to go to Brody first. If you could choose between... These two things, dinosaurs to come back to the earth or aliens to land on earth, what would you choose? Dinosaurs. Why? I have nightmares about aliens. <laughs> <laughs> okay.
17: Fair
12: enough. Vandy, what would you say? Oh, I'm um, probably aliens. I think we need something new here. You know? <laughs> so,
1: <laughs> get some aliens That's coming. the way you would deal with it. Just yeah. need something new. Would you hope that they were peaceful or? Um,
12: I think we need a challenge, so no.
1: No okay. peace. All right. So he is calling on aliens to come down here for a fight to make the world interesting again. Yep. All right. Let's do it. And if and who, whichever aliens are still alive with the humans, you can all come to eat at Chick-fil-A and then go to Carmelita's. Only Carmelita's. And Chick-fil-A. And Chick-fil-A. And Chick-fil-A. Yep. And
19: Chick-fil-A. All right. Coach, aliens, dinosaurs. It Choose. Have, it would have to be aliens because dinosaurs, none of us would be alive. They'd stomp us all out. So they gotta bring some aliens. Maybe they're friendly. We can all hang out. Okay. Well, according to one of your players,
1: he's hoping that none of them are friendly.
19: Well, he needs to be a little more friendly.
1: This <laughs> guys start to get along with people. So, guess he would just take him out on. So he's like walking dead. That's that's where he's going with this. All right, Jobin. Aliens or dinosaurs? Well.
20: Aliens are already on the Earth.
11: Thank you.
20: So me and Nate, well, me and Nate were just talking about this, you know. In the news, like not too long, like a week ago, there was a UFO sighting. So they're already on Earth. It's just a matter of time before we find out where they are. <laughs> so, so you are
1: believing that that's a definite.
20: It's a definite, 100 percent, no doubt about it in my mind. There, there's aliens on the Earth. If
1: one came to your house today, what would you say?
20: <laughs> we come in
1: peace. Nope. <laughs> we come in peace. If Vandy was over, would you have to lock him in the basement? Because he doesn't come in peace. Yeah. I, I, I would, yeah, I would have to
20: lock Vandy somewhere somewhere for just until the altercation's over.
1: Just until everything's over? Yeah. Okay, fair enough. Nate. Aliens or dinosaurs coming
21: back? Well, like, Joven, I believe aliens are already on Earth. Team Nine Black, you don't know who's aliens or not aliens. Exactly. Like, Vandy could be an alien probably all no. Like know. That's, why he, that's why he wants to That's why he wants to <laughs> fight. Like, I don't know. It's like, definitely not dinosaurs, because we just, like, yeah, yeah, we would get stand demolished. We would get demolished by
1: it. So, yeah. Fair enough. Have I have two more questions for each of you. I'm going to go back to Nate. Your favorite movie of all time. If you could star in a movie, pick a movie that you would want to star in that you've seen. Oh,
21: well my favorite movie is Remember the Titans. Okay. And I'd probably be Sunshine.
20: All right, fair
1: enough. Jobin, what movie would you star in?
20: 13 Hours. Because that's just, I watched that movie the other day. It's just the best movie. Right. Either that or American Sniper. Or
6: American Sniper.
20: All right.
19: Coach, what movie would you be featured in? Ramble. Rambo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's my favorite movie, and I'd be Rambo. And you would be
1: Rambo. Yep. All right, I like it. Vandy, what movie would you, probably Independence Day? What movie would you be in?
12: Uh, Spider-Man 2002 with Tobey Maguire, hands down. The the first one. The very. First the original.
1: One. Original. And you would be Spider-Man. Yep. Okay. Tobey Maguire. Spider-Man's my favorite comic character, so I can agree with that. Brody. Rudy.
12: Rudy. All right. Who would you be? I would be Rudy Rudiger. Pretty do Do you do that? Yeah, go. Ahead. Actually, I changed it from Spider-Man. Uh, I think I'm gonna do Cujo. I'd be the dog, just eat everyone up.
1: Okay. Yep. I sense a lot of violence in your life. You know, not not <laughs> in
12: my life, but
1: on the field. I, on the field. You let it go on the field. On the the field. energy on the field. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Of course. Of course. I I'm gonna actually I, I'm gonna ask you two more instead of one more because Vandy brought one up here. Favorite. Superhero of all time. Oh Who the flash. It? The flash? Yeah, speed kills. Alright. Would you go back to Spider-Man? Hands down. Alright. Coach. Hulk. Hulk. Oh, the Hulk. Oh. Rambo Hulk. You're picking all the good ones here right now. Alright, Jobin.
20: Well, coach just took my Hulk, so you I'm gonna I'm gonna pick um uh, the Black Widow. <laughs> Because she's hot. She's pretty hot. Okay. That's why you'd pick the Black Widow. Yeah. Because I, I, if I feel hot, then I'll do good, you know?
1: <laughs> yeah, look good, play good. Okay. This is by far the most interesting conversation I m- might have ever had in my life. And there's been over a thousand people on the show. And I still think that I've... I still think... I I don't know. This might be the one. All right, Nate. Superhero.
21: Iron Man. Oh, that's good. Uh, best house. Best, like... He's, awesome.
1: he's a genius. Yeah, just the genius. Okay. Yeah. My final question is, if there was... Lord, help me on this one. If there was a quote that hung above your head everywhere you walked in neon lights, everybody could see it, what would the quote say, Nate?
21: Uh... I'll say harder you work, luckier you get. Quote from uh, Casey Brown, great guy. I'm at JV here in 8th grade, that's what he told me. It's been like that the rest of the
1: The harder you work, the luckier you get.
20: All right, fair enough. What do you think, Joe? You know, this one came from a a great coach of mine. It is what it is. That that would be the quote. It is what it is. Okay. Who's that
1: coach? uh, Coach Aldrich right here. Okay. All right, Coach Aldrich. what would you say would hang over your head? Work harder. Fair enough. Vandy.
12: If you're not prepared, you're unprepared. Fair enough. And
1: Brody, what do you got? A goal without action is just a daydream. A goal without action is just a daydream. These are good quotes, guys. So we will take a step aside here. We'll take a break. I'm going to give you a couple minutes to come up with your questions, and then you get to ask me whatever you want. So have a few ready for yourselves. Have like five each ready, and we'll get rolling.
0: This is a wake-up call. Fast break.
3: This is Lawrence Papaleo, licensed real estate salesperson for Gilbo Realty. Call our home office at 315-752-9513. Or better yet, call or text me directly at 315-748-2524. Let me ask you a question, Lawrence.
4: If I needed you to help me buy a house, find the right place, could you help me do that?
3: Joe, I'll help you find your dream home.
4: You don't ever say my name on the radio, never. If I needed to sell a house, could you help me go about that the right way?
3: Yes, yes I can.
4: How do they get a hold of you?
3: Call me directly at 305 748 2524
4: But you also do the commercial property. So if I got a business, couple businesses, got to take one here, move it over there, do this, do that, are you going to help me buy and sell my commercial property also? Yes, sir. I like that. I like that. What's my name again? I have no idea. Absolutely, but they need to know your name, so give it one more time.
3: This is Lawrence Papaleo, licensed real estate salesperson for Gilbo Realty. My phone number is 305 748 2524
4: Why don't you tell them your name one more time and that number so we can jot it down.
3: This is Lawrence Papaleo. Call me or text me directly at 305 748 2524
11: This is Jimmer Sikowski, owner-operator of Chick-fil-A Cicero, 7916 Brewerton Road in Cicero, right in front of the Home Depot. I had a deep feeling that God wanted me to do something bigger with my life and to help people, help others. I kept putting Chick-fil-A in my life and I realized as I was going through the franchise selection process that uh, positively impacting the lives of others was really core to what we do here at Chick-fil-A. First of all, it starts with the food. The food is brought in fresh daily and we bring in local produce.
1: back here with Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora on location. We are at Chick-fil-A Cicero, 7916 Brewerton Road in Cicero, New York, with CNS Boys Lacrosse. We are here with Nate Jobin, Coach Bill Aldrich, as well as Vandy and Brody. And it is that time of the show where I turn the mic on myself and I let you guys ask me questions. I have no idea what you're going to ask. I'm going to start with you, Vandy. Alright, um, how would you describe the color yellow to someone who is blind? I got asked this question by the girls team really yes so by someone who is blind I would I would hand them something warm and I would say that it's it's that feeling of sunshine so I would say when you feel like the rays on your face mm-hmm. that it, that's that's the way I describe it And if they needed more information I'd hand them like something warm to hold on to and say that that's the color of that or I would say someone taking your hand and holding your hand would be how to describe yellow because it is the color of friendship so I would say that too all right Brody. are you more of a hunter or a gatherer hmm that's tough I'm a, I would be a hunter if I have to be but I don't know, I guess right now I'd say gatherer because I'm not I always said I would never hunt unless I had to stay alive, stay alive that way. So, all right, coach, what do you got?
19: Who would you say is your favorite high school lacrosse team? <laughs> My favorite high school lacrosse team? Don't say the
1: girls. That's interesting. Well,
20: if you say it's the girls, I don't know. What, I'm gonna have to, yeah, we're gonna have to watch.
1: I, I Can I say this? Can I say that the CNS boys lacrosse team is by far the most interesting dynamic that i've had and you guys have definitely given me a lot of laughs so i will say this you are more than welcome on the show whenever you want to be back on the show so I'll say that. you've made a good impression tomorrow so. night here yeah let's do it <laughs> all right Jovan, give me a question here. What are you guys
20: if you said it was opposite day is it really opposite day
1: that's like if I Googled Google, would be in, would we be in an infinite loop? So, if I said it was Opposite Day, would it be Opposite Day? I guess not. I don't think it would be. Okay. Alright, Nate, what do you got for me? I'm
0: thirsty.
21: If the Easter Bunny could laugh, what would it sound like?
1: Dave Chappelle.
21: I need, a, I need you to do
1: it. You would need me to do? Yeah. If the Easter Bunny could laugh? Yeah. Have you seen Chappelle show?
21: Yeah. yeah. Yeah, like my brother watched it, but I don't I haven't seen him laugh like
1: the Easter bunny Alright, you know Tyrone Begums? Uh, no. Okay, you don't? Alright, I guess, I okay, so if I had to do it, I guess I would do it as, as Tyrone Begums. Where I would go and that's it. <laughs> that's all I'm giving you. Alright, Brody. Give me a question. How many pennies would fit in this room?
12: Too many to count.
1: Alright Vandy, what do you got for me?
12: Um, how would you describe
1: a loud noise to someone who is deaf? <laughs> how would I describe a loud noise to someone who is deaf? Yep. I would put my hands on my ears and I'd get down really low to the ground and I'd have my eyes open wide like it's it's so loud because we actually had, I was on the, and you'll appreciate this, for The Amazing Spider-Man 2, it was shot partially in Rochester. I was one of the extras of the 200 of us that were in the movie. I made it in the movie and it's like, I think it's about seven, between seven minutes and ten minutes in, in the car chase. We got in that and we had to do without the sirens. We had to pretend that it was loud so they said what would you do if it was loud so we put our hands on our ears and we made these big expressions but I made it into the movie and out of everything I got to act out the part that I'm in is me walking straight down the street and turning my head but I know that it's me yeah I just wish that it was when I was in front of the camera and the 18-wheeler almost hit me on set What's that would have been a good scene the to see armored truck. it was the armored truck yeah. in the beginning that's being run by the guy that plays Rhino yeah. and uh, Paul Giamatti And so when all the cop cars crash into each other, there's a scene coming down the alleyway. That's our scene.
19: So, all right, coach, what do you got? Home Depot or Lowe's and why?
1: (laughs) Well, I just had to choose, and I was looking for a court and I went to Home Depot. They didn't have it, so I guess it's Lowe's now. Lowe's it is. (laughs) Right.
20: What do you have for me, Joe? All right. So, is the S or the C silent in scent?
1: (laughs) The S. Whoa! Why? <laughs> because I said so. <laughs> All right, Nate. What do you got? On a
21: scale of one to ten, what's your favorite
1: color? On a scale from one, none of these questions make any sense. On a scale from one to ten, what's my favorite color? Yep. Green. All right. I have no idea what I just said, though. All right, Brody. What do you have for me? If God sneezes, what would you say?
12: Bless yourself. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Vandy, what do you got? Um, do you have the juice or the sauce? Ah, this is tough. Should I? I Yeah, expand, expand. Um, the lacrosse team has the sauce. What does that mean for you? (laughs) Um. Define that for me. Out. Brody should yeah. help me out with this. So juice only lasts a little
2: while, right? Yep. You You yeah. drink a juice and it would be gone. The yep. sauce will last forever. Yeah.
1: How long is barbecue sauce in your fridge for? Fair enough. Okay. So I guess I would have the sauce. But do you? I'm I'm pretty confident that okay, I do. Good. Yeah. Yep. Because I've lasted for 15 years and counting as a broadcaster. Mm-hmm. So I guess I have the sauce. Sounds good. All right, Jobin. What do you have? All uh,
16: right.
1: Why is it
20: called a building if it is already built?
1: Because you can always add to it Building, okay Alright Alright, all right. Right, yeah. right, Nate If
21: you get out of the shower clean, why does your towel get
1: dirty? Does it ever really get dirty?
21: I mean, people, like, I know my mom's always like, your towel's dirty And I'm like, how does it get dirty if I get out of the shower clean?
1: I think that that's a question to ask your mom
21: Your mom's never asked you that question?
1: No? <laughs> I don't think she has. Alright, Coach. Do you golf? I do golf. Okay, if you could golf with three people, who would they be? Oh, man. If I could golf with three people, who would they be? George Lopez.
0: Sorry? Let me
1: think here. George Lopez, Davis Love III because he was one of my favorites growing up. And I'd pick somebody else. George Lopez, Davis Love III and... Carmelita. <laughs> Let me think here. I'm trying to think of somebody that would make me laugh a lot. Besides George. I would say... Oh, this is tough.
17: I don't
1: know. Uh, I guess I would go with... Oh, man. Billy Crystal. I, I, would, I would golf with Billy Crystal. I would do that. All right, Vanny, what do you got? Do vegetarians eat animal crackers?
20: <laughs>
1: <laughs> if they're a true vegetarian, then yes. All right, Brody. How do you handcuff a one-armed
2: man? I would
1: cuff him to a pole. So (laughs) how do you get him how do you get him to the jail? How do I get him to the jail? I guess I'd have to break the pole down, so I'd need the Hulk to help me out. I need Coach to help me out.
19: Alright coach, what do you have for me? Favorite golf course in central New York. Oh god. I don't know if I have one. It's gotta be one. It's
1: two. Man. My dad used to take me around to a bunch of different places. So I would say maybe somewhere out in Fayetteville or Manlius. It, it, we, just, we used to go to a bunch of different ones growing up. So it was really wherever my dad wanted to go. All right. I would say that because my dad's he's the one that golfed. So he still tries to keep me in it. All right, Nate, what do you have for me? Uh, what does water taste like? Can't use water in your description. It tastes like nothingness, yet everything at the same time.
19: Good answer.
1: All right, Joba. What do you think about CNS Lacrosse? I think that you guys are some of the funniest, quickest-witted people. And I think that even though the season may not have started this season the way that you wanted to, I believe that with the personalities that you have on this team, you could create a lot of fun out there. And honestly, if you believe in yourselves, I think anything can happen. I think your creativity here with me inside of Chick-fil-A, create on the field like that and you're gonna make it fun. I would say that. Mm -hmm. all right. Fair enough. Two more questions from each. Brody, I'll go to you. Is water wet? Yes. Um, Why? Because I don't know that's how I define it because you could splash in water and so I would say it's wet. if you jump in a pool, you're wet, right? You're not wet,
2: but
12: when you get out of the pool, you're wet Right.
2: So how water? Wet now?
12: I have no idea. <laughs> Alright, Bandy. Um cilantro or no cilantro on your tacos? Uh no cilantro. Why? I don't know,
1: i just never really had it on tacos. I, well, the best. I like it's guacamole. Changing. Guacamole is good guacamole, on tacos. Is good. I make homemade guacamole though. Really? Yes. Really? So you have to try that sometimes. Of course. Sounds good. Alright coach.
19: Other than Chick-fil-A, where would you go to dinner?
1: Utica Pizza Company down the road. Okay, I would say that. I would. I, I'm. I'm going to Carmelitas, and I'm getting whatever I want now. Chicken yep. and deal. So, because I know that Vandy's going to hook me up, from what I've told, and. Uh, Wildcat's good, where else would I go that's here? Trying to think of some place on the water. I like to go to. I've been there before. I don't know if I would say that. Let me think here. I don't know, river. Well, you know what? I got a place in Skinny Atlas, Blue Water Grill. Blue Water Grill is really good on the water. They have good sushi. If you want to have the best sushi in central New York, go to Kodo. Kodo is awesome. In the mall? Amazing. All right, Jobin, second to last question. All right. How come our nose runs, but our feet smell? Because God wanted you to ask me that question at 32 years old to make me contemplate what I've done with my life. (laughs) All right, Nate, what do you have? Second to last question.
21: How would the alphabet get into alphabetical order?
1: They lined up like you're supposed to do in school. All right, Nate, your final question. May, maybe make it something that, that is a... Not a trick something, question. Yeah, not a trick question. Something about, you can ask me anything.
21: Have you ever cried watching a movie
1: or listening to a song? Which movie or song? Uh, yes. I've cried to both. So I'm an emotional guy. I wear my heart on my sleeve. So I would say I've cried to dance with my father because it's my mom's favorite song and my grandfathers both passed away when I was six and then I would say cried I cried during Sully about Sully Sullenberger that had landed the plane, no. it, and it was able to um, no not that was flat that was oh, yeah that was the other one. Wrong this wrong is wrong the guy that, that brought it down and everybody That's was able to live. So yeah, I watched that with my mom and so yeah, kind of like when it comes to mom, I'm sentimental. All right, and what's your final question? Do you think aliens are on Earth? Be
20: completely
1: honest. Like. More and more, I think that maybe they are. I've been watching Ancient Aliens and all that stuff. Yeah. So,
20: so, so are you, is it like mo- is it more yes than no, or more no than yes?
1: interactions with some people in the human race at this point in my life is making me believe more and more that we can't all be human because i don't feel like people understand normal common sense so there's got to be some aliens on the planet all right vandy what's your final question um oh shoot i said all five but um
12: oh man you can ask me a normal one you can ask me one what's, about your, my life. what's your favorite number
1: 21 because i was born on october 21st
12: you know what's funny my favorite number is 20 because i was born on july 20th there you
17: go
1: yeah and we are sitting in order nate 20 and 21 so you asked how you get in order it just kind of happens all right that's crazy all right brody what do you got? how do you cure hiccups (laughs) you can't cure them because they can always come back all right, Coach, what is your final question?
19: <laughs> if you could invent anything in the world, what would you invent?
1: <laughs> yeah, baby. I would invent a cure for every type of disease. Especially cancer because I feel that more and more it's affected Lives of people that I love and I hold dearly and I don't I want people They always say live like you're dying and you should But we should know to live that way without having to actually go through something like a hardship like that And I would never want to see anybody go through cancer Unfortunately, I have had friends and family and whatnot So I pray for a cure for all that awesome with that being said for Brody, for Vandy, for Jobin, for Nate, and for Coach Bill Aldrich, I'm Dan Tortora. This has been our live show from Chick-fil-A Cicero, and hopefully you all have learned something. I know that I have. Thank you, gentlemen. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you very much.
17: Thank you.
0: This is a wake-up call Fast Break.
11: This is Jim Sikowski, owner-operator of Chick-fil-A Cicero, 7916 Brewerton Road in Cicero, right in front of the Home Depot. I had a deep feeling that God wanted me to do something bigger with my life and to help people, help others. I kept putting Chick-fil-A in my life and I realized as I was going through the franchise selection process that uh, positively impacting the lives of others was really core to what we do here at Chick-fil-A. First of all, it starts with the food. The food is brought in fresh daily and we bring in local produce. The impact that we try to have in the community is very different. It's a big part of the expectation of every operator of a Chick-fil-A restaurant is that they're actively engaged in their community, they're a leader in their community, and they're they're making a difference. When they realize that what we're striving to do is to shine a little light in their life, that's a very, very different experience uh, than you will have in any other quick service restaurant. And it's that remarkable experience that I think people will emotionally connect with.
1: Welcome back here to Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora on DT.com, your one-stop sports shop, and on MixLR.com backslash Wake Call DT. Let me give a shout out and a big, a big round of applause and give some love here to to all of the the players from cns boys lacrosse as well as head coach bill aldrich that was a phenomenal show <laughs> hopefully you you got some laughs and laughs in like i did I, I had i had a really great time the guys made me think we had fun it was a very you know nice you know intimate setting we were all just kind of sitting around each other at chick-fil-a cicero and just talking about life as you heard and and they did they uh they definitely made me laugh there's you know, there, there's there's nothing like smiling and laughing and having a good time. So, you know, these uh, a bunch of positive young men and and Bill Aldrich, the head coach, just a really down-to-earth nice guy, and I appreciate every single one of them. Nate Scarlotta, Brody Guido, Austin Vandy Walker, Brian Jobin, and of course head coach Bill Aldrich. I want to thank Jim Sikowski, the owner-operator of Chick-fil-A Cicero, for having us there every single month with Wake Up Call with Dan Satorra, live shows on location at Chick-fil-A once a month. You can find out when we're going to be there every month by going to wakeupcalldt.com, by listening here Monday through Friday from 9 to 11 a.m. Eastern Time on mixlr.com backslash wakeupcalldt. And the easiest way to do it, because we'll give it to you immediately, is as soon as we know we're going to be back at Chick-fil-A Cicero, go to Facebook at wakeupcalldt, Twitter at calldt, Instagram at wakeupcalldt, underscore DT for up to the second information on where we're going to be and what we're going to be doing. So thank you to CNS. Thank you to Chick-fil-A Cicero. Thank you to you for being a part of the show. And thank you to all the coaches that I had the opportunity to speak with this week. Thank you to the ACC. Thank you to the entire team there in the front office. Thank you to the opportunity of having the teleconference throughout the year. And I want to thank for answering my questions, Mark Richt of Miami, Paul Johnson of Georgia Tech, David Cutcliffe of Duke, Larry Fedora of North Carolina, Pat Narduzzi of Pittsburgh, as well as Dave Clausen of Wake Forest, Bobby Petrino of Louisville, Dave Doran of NC State, Debo Sweeney of Clemson, Willie Taggart of Florida State, of course, Dino Babers of Syracuse, Brian Kelly of Notre Dame, and kids, live your dreams. And if you're an adult, be a kid who lives their dreams. Have a phenomenal day. Tomorrow is the NFL Draft. Oh, my goodness. I am amped for this. I am so excited. Tomorrow's the NFL Draft. Thursday, April 26th. Runs all the way through Saturday. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, the 26th to the 28th. Make sure that you're watching and listening. Hang out with us tomorrow morning on the show, 9 a.m. Eastern Time, 9 to 11 a.m. Eastern Time, as always. We'll be here Thursday, April 26th, and I will, for the first time ever, unveil a mock draft, and I will be giving you my mock draft for this coming, this upcoming NFL draft. So, mock draft happens tomorrow with Mike Sofka of Hall of Fame FantasyFootball.com. He's on the show all the time, really great and knowledgeable when it comes to the football world. So, Mike and I are going to unveil our mock drafts for the 2018 NFL draft right before the draft starts tomorrow night. And of course, go to superpoweredpop.com and check out our show there, the Brother Show of Wake Up Call, the Entertainment Show on TV Comics Movies, all the all that great stuff. Superpoweredpop.com. Go there now and get your get if you if you're excited about Avengers Infinity War, get your fix there. We have plenty of shows, plenty of conversations about it. That also comes out April 26th, so tomorrow. So tomorrow's going to be a huge day for me with Wake Up Call with the NFL Draft and unveiling my mock draft and Mike unveiling his. And then, of course, tomorrow night, Avengers Infinity War, that's going to be big for Super Powered Pop. So make sure that you're on WakeUpCallDT.com, SuperPoweredPop.com as well. And for the both together, a festival is coming up this August with sports and entertainment guests. We're having almost 20 guests come to the event that is family-friendly. We have companies from all over Central and Upstate New York that are going to be a part of this as vendors. We have great partners in Utica Pizza Company and Honda City of Honda City of Liverpool, and we're very, very excited about that. The CNY Pop Festival. Buy your tickets now. Very inexpensive. Now through May 4th, you can get an adult ticket with a free children's ticket for $15, $25 value. And you can also get VIP tickets for $30. And you can get, if you just have an adult presale ticket, $15, child presale, ages 6 to 12, $10. Kids 5 and under are free. Buy your tickets now at CNYpopfestival.com. If you live in central and upstate New York, or if you're going to be traveling in on August 12th, this is an event unlike any other you've ever seen. I'm bringing you something new because you deserve the best Central New York. Go to cnypopfestival.com and buy your tickets. God bless in the meantime. Can't wait to talk with you tomorrow morning. Ton of new shows added to the Wake Up Call archive. You can go to wakeupcalldt.com and go to the RSS feed, the iTunes store, or the Podbean downloadable app and get them all there. And I hope you have a phenomenal day today. Enjoy the weather. I know it's a little bit cooler, but just go out there and Be happy that you're alive today. And thank you for your prayers. My wife is feeling better. So God bless and keep praying for one another and keep praying for yourself and take care of yourselves and take care of each other, okay? Have a great day. I'll talk with you tomorrow morning. NFL draft. I unveil my mock draft. I've thought a lot about this, and undoubtedly I will think a lot more, and I can't wait to finally release that to all you NFL fans out tomorrow morning. So very, very excited about that and can't wait for that. CNYpopfestival.com, reiterating one more time, buy your tickets now. They're inexpensive. It's a totally different event. It's so much fun. It's not a Comic-Con. It's not a Sports-Con. It's both together, plus more. Great food's going to be there. This is an event you cannot afford to miss. Make sure you're there for the inaugural celebration on Sunday, August 12th, 2018. F-Shed at the regional market, Syracuse, New York. Buy your tickets at cnypop festival.com. Once again, thank you to Honda City of Liverpool and Utica Pizza Company. We'll talk with you soon.